It is now that fateful week, my friend. That <laughs> fateful, fateful more, week. More like fatful week. Fatful week. Am I right? Uh, I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty fat full, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Fat and full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel uh, that. Yep. I feel that. I feel it. Well... The week is upon us, and we have to talk about uh, what's been going on in the past couple of weeks. Well, rather, a couple of months. And, uh, I mean, we, we, we made a promise to the people. Yeah. You know? And I think that we, we at least owe them an explanation. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to at least get into that aspect of everything. Okay. But before we do that, we have to get into this beer. So, Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. Uh, this is the Shokos Keller from Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor and Brewery. It does not have a cold read, as you see. It does come in can or, uh, bottles as well. Uh, this guy that we're going to be trying is on a crowler. Um, if it sounds familiar to you, it's because we've done it almost exactly a year to the day. Mm-hmm. But we had it in bottles and this is the re-release so we're gonna give it a fresh taste and see what we think about it uh back then i gave it a four you gave it a four and a half uh-huh. um if you're unfamiliar keller beer according to beer and is an unfiltered unpasteurized very yeasty multi lager from franconia in central bavaria where it's still a summer favorite in local beer gardens well there you go yeah well, you heard it here first, kids. This is the second time we're doing the <laughs> Shokos Keller beer. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. And this is episode 325 of the One Beer In podcast. Rock it. Oh, it's so big. Oh. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. <laughs> Love. Right. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that beautiful pour. Look at that pour of red light into sideward glasses. <laughs> Starts melting. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of shared. The, not a little bit. A lot of There's a lot of yeah, shared DNA. DNA there. So it's true. Uh, oh, go ahead and Good bedfellows that. of local brews. Look at that. Perfect. Here, here. Mm, mm, that's mm. nice. Ooh, that's nice. So mm. this is the One Beer and Podcast, the podcast with two brews. Crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa, as I stated before, and that guy right there, that beautiful motherfucker right there, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Thank you guys for listening. Uh, drink delicious beer and have no. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> 
Um, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, be please. nice. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Leave a comment. Uh, if you want to leave something mean, just be nice about it. You can say <laughs> say mean stuff. Just be nice about it, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's it. That's where we are. Yeah. Episode 325. Yep. We're here. We planned this a, a while back to kind of, uh, I mean, we, okay. Let's just, let me take the glass. No, we're getting serious. We're getting serious. We're getting cereal right now. We're getting uh, cereal. So cereal. A couple weeks or a couple months ago, we decided to do a weight loss challenge, right? More than a couple. Yeah, I'd say it was almost six months ago. Yeah. Right? That was the plan to give us about a half a year. Yeah. And that, I mean, part of the reason that we did that was because it's easier to do. It's easier and more beneficial to try to lose weight over a long period of time like that than it is to be like, let's let's give ourselves 30 days and see how much weight we can lose. Because that's kind of like, you know. Two wrestlers just cutting weight. You could lose twenty pounds sure. if you just cut weight. Yeah, right. And uh, we made a big hullabaloo, and then we kind of would check in every once in a while, but didn't really, really check in or or be, you know, do what we could have or should have with it. Right, right. And I think that was for a number for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. The least of which being. Everything that was going on with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't blame me for this. I mean, I'm not blaming you. There's nothing to blame because if, I mean, let's just be for real, for real. Yeah. Do you want to go over the results? I guess we have to. I mean. That's part of the competition, isn't it? <laughs> it is a competition. As you relish in it. Still, I mean, I, you know, I all right, let me uh, let me sweep the rug from right under you. You won, okay? <laughs> you won. God. <sighs> so, how much did you lose? We'll make this the the Marco victory lap episode. <laughs> so I huff and puff <clears throat> in my obese body, you big old sweating body. after you. Big old obese body. Uh-huh. I okay so a lot of a lot can change in six months sure you know it sounds like a uh, a voiceover yeah, right. a lot can change in six a lot months can change in six months um a lot did change in six months for yep. me for me personally a lot did change yeah so um I mean a complete and utter lifestyle change mm-hmm. when we started the challenge to where we are now right um, t- uh, let's just an- I'll just answer your question. Let's just get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, let me let me pull my. Oh, you wrote it down. Me. No, no, no. I have to do the math in my head because it's uh, it's so, so much. So weight, much. Yeah. I like. I can't. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, uh, I love top it. Of my head. Okay. So let. Okay. So I started at two hundred and sixty-two pounds. Okay. At the very the, the the smallest that I got throughout the six months was uh, two hundred and twenty one pounds, so forty one pounds I lost. That's in, huge in total. That I'm, is I'm, huge. I'm hovering around like two twenty two two twenty three ish. Okay, but yeah, the smallest I got throughout the six months was two twenty one. Okay, so about forty one pounds. So there you go. 
That's how much I lost. It's big time. Um, but yeah, I think it. It uh, like I said, a, a lot can change in six months, and a lot did change in six months for me. The least of which, the job situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're 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 far enough away from it now that like I feel like it's not it's not like I'm ever gonna go back to that fucking place. Um, it was slowly killing me. <laughs> yeah, the office job that I had and threatening to kill you for real, literally threatening to kill me. Um, they did like you know there was there was a lot of things, a lot a lot of policies and a lot of ways that they handled the place that I didn't agree with. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was me. I was the one sitting there on my ass, depressed, mm-hmm. just slowly dying, eating, and not doing anything about it yep. until uh, the faithful opportunity that I was that 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 I saw arise mm-hmm. at Red Light Red Light, where they needed. <laughs> inexperienced <laughs> basically <laughs> bar were, were not that they needed inexperienced people i'm sure that they would love to have somebody who's been bartending their whole life mm-hmm. but they gave a couple of us the opportunity who hadn't been bartending to uh kind of jump in there and and, and get our feet wet and right. i am uh forever indebted to red life for just being like fuck it let's see what you got yeah you know it's not you're just pouring beer it's not the hardest thing in the world. You can mm-hmm. figure it out. You're a smart guy. You got it. Yeah. And and being given that opportunity. Empowered. Very empowered. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I, I, I owe them a lot for that because it was the uh, launching pad or the bayouing of, of my fat body out <laughs> of the water uh-huh. and into, you know, actually changing a couple things in my life. Mm-hmm. I had to be active just being at the bar and it gets yep. busy and you're running around you're not even thinking about it you're just moving constantly mm-hmm. so that was the first thing you know um changing my eating habits it just you can eat whatever you want when you're at an office job because you just sit there right so it's like whatever like what difference does it make it's not like i have to get up and fill do my anything. hole yeah yeah make it harder for me to move i'm yep. sure that that's what they want is for you to just lay there and just and just not move at all the fat vampire and blade <laughs> on the computers exactly. <laughs> <laughs> frost <laughs> um so that that was one thing um the 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 the, e- the eating habits was a big thing. The just moving period was a big thing. The the just yeah. those were two huge things. I started working out. I started feeling better about myself. You know those they they both kind of coincided. Moving and feeling better, losing weight, looking better, so on, blah blah blah. Right. All of those things kind of coincided. But it it started with a huge lifestyle change of telling myself I'm I'm not gonna sit here and just die slowly. Yeah. At this job that I fucking hate. Because it's one thing to have an office job where you're at least being fulfilled in some way. Or you're doing something that you're passionate about. Even if it's not. Even if it's still. It's a job. It's sure. a job. So it's always going to be work. a job. Red light is a job. It's always going to be a job. Yeah. But what I was doing wasn't even. Even the job itself wasn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And the people that I worked with were unfulfilling. What we were doing. The end result the money, yeah. all of it was just super unfulfilling. Right. Management, I mean, the place was just, I mean, it's run like a joke. And I'm sure that their doors are still open because 
they can just continue to get people in and out of those doors and it really doesn't matter. And my position was just a data entry position. So I'm sure they put another corpse there <laughs> that could type. Right. And that's all that really matters. But, you know, fuck that place. Roast them. Yeah. I mean, fuck them. Mm-hmm. The whole, uh, for, from, you know, all the way up top, all the way down to the people that I was working with directly. Pretty much all of them sucked. <laughs> they all just sucked. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they listen to this. <laughs> And I hope that they count, they message me and be like, what the fuck, man? I thought we were cool. We weren't. <laughs> I put on the face so that, you know, I didn't fucking blow my brains out mm-hmm. and, and kill you guys first. Yeah. Like, I, that's you know, that's it is what it is. Well, I think you made the right choice. <laughs> I think history will show you made the correct choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's great. I mean, I, I, I saw it even before we started the challenge that you seemed... Uh, just more engaged in general once you got the job at red light and left the uh the old one so yeah it's good that it's now sort of paying dividends and uh leading you to winning my self-sabotaging challenge yeah i mean i'll take it you did (laughs) self-sabotage i mean not intentionally obviously everything listen listen the only reason that i'm not letting you out of the competition is because i want you to cook me a steak okay so like i don't care if you had to lop off a leg, <laughs> you're that's cooking the steak. Me the steak. That yeah. is the steak. I, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you had a lot going on in these past six months. Yeah, I mean, more so than we can even really recount on just this episode sure. alone. Yeah, but like personally, yeah, you had a lot happen. Sure, and, and again, I don't want to use any of it as an excuse. I hate that, and I'm. You know, it, it was a very, I'll be honest, it was a very frustrating time for me. Not specifically, uh, you know, just because of this contest, but just the the back and forth in general of me trying to uh, get back into exercise and then going one step forward and two steps back. Uh, because I have ankylosing spondylitis, if you're listening for the first time. It's an autoimmune disease um, that uh, makes my back uh, uh, balsa wood. yeah so it um it leads to chronic pain and i have to be very careful about the exercise i do and i can't overdo it and if i do i'm going to be sore for the next week so um you know i i'm not chalking this all up to a failure because i did learn a lot in this experience and i mean genuinely you losing all that weight is inspirational to me it it shows that it's possible and you know it, it it just takes lifestyle changes that seem like a lot on the outset but really aren't once you're doing them yeah so you know that's that is a good thing that I've, I've gleaned from it but also you know just learning my body better yeah and now I feel like coming 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 going <laughs> moving towards health in a um in a way that works for me is what I've gotten out of this. Yeah. So my my attempt in the beginning was to go, as I always would, balls to the wall. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to, you know, start off doing more than I can and push myself as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that led to me continuously getting hurt <laughs> yeah. and then being out of commission for two weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, and then in between that, I got flare-ups with my disease where I just 
you know, didn't feel well enough to be able to work out. Um, and you know, it was, it just was a cycle of frustration that I really struggled with in that time. Yeah. But you know, I feel like now I'm in a better place. I've come to terms with what I have to work with. And also I think I I've worked a good deal about not defining my self-worth based on my weight mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Because it's very easy. I'm sure you felt the same way before to look at yourself at a weight where you're not happy and go, you're gross. <laughs> yeah. You're disgusting. You know, you, nobody likes you. You're gross and you look gross and why would anyone think you're cool because you're so gross (laughs) look at you fatty mcfat fat yeah which is something i struggled with and it only led to that frustration of not feeling like i'm getting the results that i wanted because i constantly overdid it yeah so it's a mental game for me to be able to now balance better uh between doing as much as i can without overdoing it Mm mm-hmm so it's a struggle. I that's my own personal struggle that I have to, you know, be cognizant of every time I work out. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And I have kept a steady 10 to 15 pounds off. That's nice. That's <laughs> so good. There's that. That's, I mean, that's nothing to shake a stick at, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I've had that, <clears throat> which has been good. Uh, I actually it was a surprise to me because I gained a little bit in the times that I wasn't able to work out in the past like three weeks and yeah. then just yesterday or the day before I checked myself in and I was 15 pounds lower nice so you know I guess it's working yeah. what I'm doing but yeah I mean I don't want it to be a bummer is what I'm saying don't feel sorry for me don't feel okay sorry for him. don't feel sorry for me um I, yeah I mean I I think you know admittedly I had an advantage over you for I mean, obviously, I don't have an autoimmune disease, so that helps. But then the other thing was, like, I I, I had gotten to my heaviest working at my previous job. Mm-hmm. And I'd never, ever been that big before. And so I think literally doing anything, I would have lost at least 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. Just doing anything. Just mm-hmm. getting off my ass for, like, 5 to 10 minutes. Because... I was, I was doing so dramatically little mm-hmm. that, I mean, it it was like um, it was like when you see those uh, those weight loss things on on TV, uh, they used to do the the um, uh, infomercials with with yeah. the weight loss pills or whatever, and you would see a guy it'd be like a before and after, and the dude would be you could you could look at him and you'd be like, well. He just looks like a guy who used to be shredded and just isn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the after picture is him shredded again. Right, and right. what I later found out was like, that's exactly what they do. They take a guy who is shredded. Mm-hmm. They tell him, stop working out for like three months. Yeah. He gets a little pudgy. Then they put him on the pill. Then get back to it. Then tell him to do whatever he was doing before so that they can legally Claim. say, well, the pill helped yeah. him. Yeah. Right. And nefarious. That's, and so that's kind of what I felt like I, I got to a point where like, you know, I, I've always been like a, a bigger guy, but I've never been as big as I was. Mm. And it felt like I was just 
do like intentionally doing things detrimental to my health. Yeah. You're going out of your way to be that big. Yes. Yeah. And so doing anything mm -hmm. to not be that big yeah. was going to help me uh, lose weight. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had that, I feel like, as an advantage. And uh, and also, you know, just, just losing more weight than you and, and winning the competition. There's that, too, <laughs> you know, just because I want that steak really badly. So yeah. there's that. That's there's, fine. There's that. That's fine. So... I deserve to cook it and not eat it. Yeah. And just look at it yep. and go. Yep. I mean, you can you can buy yourself one and cook too, but you you gotta you gotta cook mine first so that whatever skills you have, you 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 implement pour into, into that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then and then the next steak you can you can work on if that I, afterwards. If I do get my own steak, it'll have to be a cheaper cut. It just has yeah. to be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah it has yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it was a it's a valiant effort on my ha on my part. And uh, <laughs> I just want to thank all the people out there rooting for me and me only. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, genuinely, I appreciate the uh, the competition. Mm -hmm. I think it was good for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to keep keep on plugging along. I'm going to keep keep it up and hopefully get to the place where I want to be uh, in a healthy way. Keep on keeping on. Good fight. Good fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the real the real winners were the friends we made along <laughs> the way. No, the real I mean, the real winning is just having a healthier lifestyle, doing healthier sure. things. Just like even if it's piece by piece. Yeah. It's something it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's um. I didn't. I mean, I realized, but it's it's hard to know really until you're there. It's such a mental game. Yeah. Because I found myself in times where I got so frustrated at, you know, why can't I work out harder? Why can't I, you know, get on the the bike longer? Why can't I, you know, why am I not losing ten pounds a week? Yeah. You know, uh, and then injuring myself in that same process, and then just falling into this malaise of like well why should i even try yeah you know it's a losing battle anyway mm. you know but that's the thing it's like you just have to you have to do what you can do mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to know your limitations yeah and you have to be ready for setbacks and it be okay and i found out a lot of that has to do with acceptance of uh -huh. what you got what you're working with and what you can and can't do and yeah and just being realistic about your goals and yeah i mean that's that's i think the the uh hardest stone to uh lift is just that mental game yeah because once you do that it's just it's it's programming you just do you yeah. just work out every day you know or yeah. you just stretch every day or i mean whatever that's still something that that i haven't been able to get over or or get through or get past is is ow fuck <laughs> turning that uh um, cause they tell, I, I don't know how long you're supposed to do something before it turns into a habit. It's like, I think it's like 30 days or something, whatever it is. I haven't done it. 28 <laughs> days, something like that. Um, know. a month give or take. I haven't done that with, with the working out. So that's still hard for me. I can't, uh, it's just hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard. I'm, 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 I'm still, you know, still trying to get, I think that's the next level is is mm -hmm. doing that consistently because I'll just I'll do I'll do the fucking um 
elliptical. Yeah. And be like, ah. and then every, every like couple of days, every, every couple of weeks, I like get in the, get in the, the, the garage and do like some, you know, do like some, some squats, mm-hmm. some, some, uh, uh, Roman rows, mm-hmm. some overhead lifts and stuff like that. And then I'll be like, I did that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm accomplished for the next month. Yeah, month I'm good and now. A half. Got my time in. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it's 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 it is a mental game as much as it is probably more than it is anything else, especially more than it is a physical game. It really is yeah. like waking up every day and telling yourself that that you're gonna do this thing. Yeah. So, well, and it sounds really defeatist, but you know, the the thing that I've come to terms with with my disease is just you're you're given a a deck of cards you got what you got you know you you're, you're given your hand yeah and you have to don't settle with what you got cuz you can always improve but you have to at least be okay with what you got you know yeah. and accept it i think yeah 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 that yeah yeah defeatist is a, the wrong word acceptance is is the word yeah. it's like it acceptance isn't defeat you're not accepting defeat you're you know it's it's accepting you know where you are in life right like reality yeah i mean what you what you have to do now versus what you thought you could do or what you thought you were gonna do or what you wish was yeah you accept what is and you use that information and 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 move forward with that you know yep so uh so we doing another weight loss challenge or (laughs) sure um I'll have to think about some rules <laughs> to even the playing field, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, I mean, we can do something that, like, yeah, that that makes it so that it's not just straight up one to one. Yeah, loss to loss. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. If if you guys at home have any ideas for us, yeah, uh, put it in the comments. Well, I mean, like, we didn't do biggest loser rules, which I guess was right. like taking a, the full percentage or whatever. Sure. The, 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 oh, the body fat percentage yeah, and yeah. all that. And, and we could do that because that's different. That's different yeah. than just straight up weight loss. Sure. Cause honestly I just lost a ton of weight, but like body fat index, I was looking, I have a, I have a scale, which obviously this is very imper- this is very imperfect science, but my scale does I, you, you input in your information and it gives you like a rough BMI. Right. And the number went down, but it's not like it fucking dropped dramatic. It didn't. I'll just say this. It didn't drop as dramatically as the weight itself. Yeah. That number, the BMI number was only like, uh, I don't know. I was like, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm like a lot of fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always kind of uh, uh, stunning. How, it's a jarring what number. your number is if you're not familiar with your BMI. Yeah. Well, the fact that it doesn't the number doesn't have to be that high for them to be like you're fat. Yeah. Like it's it's like clinically obese. Yeah. When Whoops. they t- when when the number is like clinically obese, you're like, "Oh. Wow. Yeah. Clinically obese? It hurts a little bit. You mean I'm going to die <laughs> if I don't do something soon?" And you're like, I, you, "You look at yourself in the mirror and I'm like, I mean, I'll just I'll say this. I, I got in. I got down to XL shirts and like the the jeans that I've been wearing fit a little looser. So I'm nice. like, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. Yeah. I'm buying t. I'm buying like button up shirts that like I couldn't button before. Now I can. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you still look at that BMI and they're like, well, that's nice, <laughs> but you're still gonna you got die. a ways. 
You're still a walking cigarette pack. Yeah. I mean, a fat. Know, like, you might as well sew your mouth shut if yeah. you really want to see, like, real results. How about fatty? just drink water? Just drink water. Eat some ice. Period. How about you just hook up an IV drip and then just, just wheel around with the fucking bag <laughs> and that, that's it. Eat some kale fat. That's so how you live your life. Uh, so if we did something closer to that, something a little more scientific, yeah, a little more accurate, yeah, I think there's something there. Sure. So we can revisit this. I come am. Back uh, to this. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe we do that with the new year. Yeah. Start of the year. Get past the holidays. <laughs> fatten up for the holidays a yes, little bit. And yes, then yes. put a nice fat coat <sighs> around our get a, bodies. Get and a then, new, uh, new spare tire going. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, once we're nice and extra tubby, we can tackle we it can all over that. again on starting January. Good call. Good call. Yeah. January 2022. Whew. Isn't that wild? I, I, honestly, it feels like we just stopped counting years. I, you know, I stopped being amazed at the fact that we're like in the 2000 and whatever's because, you know, we don't have the flying cars. The AI technology is still frightening, but like a long ways off. Yeah. Uh, the self-driving cars are like still crashing into things. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that video of the guy do, doing a Tesla test drive, Tesla test drive. Mm. And he's driving. I think he's in uh, somewhere. I Actually, I don't know where he is. He's in a large city, New York or LA. I can't I don't remember. Mm. And he's driving and the car the car he needs to make a right turn. Mm-hmm. And the car just keeps wanting to just do the turn hmm. without worrying about without like there's crossing the street, there's obstacles and stuff, and the car just keeps like jerking to the right and he has to like correct it. And at first it's just like a little just a little move where he's yeah. like, Oh, that that looks a little weird. Didn't mm-hmm. like that. And then First, like, there's a second where he starts to kind of make the turn, and there's people in the crosswalk, mm. and the car just full on just guns it, and he has to grab the fucking steering wheel oh and overcorrect, God. and he's like, okay, well, turning this turning off that now, off. yeah, yeah, and he's like, I didn't didn't really like that. It's not not good Yikes. for the not good for the t- the car or whatever, yeah. and he keeps driving or whatever, and it's like, yeah, we're still we're still a little ways from that being perfect, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I heard they had issues with the specifically like emergency vehicles. Yeah. Cause it's just like a random element that they don't account for. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And, and that makes sense. Like it's driving down the road and some fucking, uh, fire truck yeah. or ambulance is behind them gunning it. Yeah. And you've got to get out of the way. Right. It doesn't know to get out of the way. What is wild to me is that how could they not? How could they not have planned for that? Yeah. Just implement like uh, something that is is dealt with on sound, for instance. Sure. Like if you hear a, a constant siren. wailing, mm. uh, it turns it goes into like emergency mode. We're getting. But also, where do you get off? But it also also shouldn't the car know where to get off? If it's a <laughs> self-driving car, if I'm trusting it to just drive. Yeah. And not yeah. just you know, stay straight because I right. can put cruise control on and just stay straight. Sure. If I'm trusting it to fucking drive the car, it's doing. I think it would require them like the emergency vehicles to have a sensor in them to be like, okay, it's activated. So any auto drive car in the road will know to slow down and go to the, you know, right or left. Yeah. I think if we have enough self-driving cars, 
then that's necessary. But right now, the onus should be on the guy with yeah. the self-driving car. Well, I mean, that's been the, the thing with self-driving cars in general is all of the makers have said self-driving cars are incredibly safe. But you add in people who aren't driving self-driving cars, and that's where the problems lie. Right. If it's all self-driving cars, incredibly safe because it's almost like pre-programmed. Like it, it, there's no... There's no uh, uh, aberrations to the 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 system yeah. in that scenario, but mm. you have you know Joe Blow in a you know a Dodge truck just gunning it on the side and surrounded by self-driving cars, you know yeah, it's an element of chaos yeah. <laughs> that they can't handle. I know it's a strange dystopian world that people don't want to look forward to, where it's a four-lane highway full of Teslas self-driving and i know car guys especially would be like nope never i'd yeah. rather die than not drive my own car i for one welcome our <laughs> <laughs> ar overlords no i i uh i just i like the option i wish yeah. all cars just had self-driving like anything else that they you know that is like promised to us promised to us quote unquote for the future if i could just put it put a, a USB dongle into my Ford Focus mm -hmm. and now I have the option for it to be a self-driving car and I could be, you know, getting home from work and it's, you know, 2.30 in the morning and I'm super tired. I just fucking plug my address in and it takes me home. Yeah. That's killer. Sure. Or if you're, if you, you know, you drank too much at the bar and you're like, you know, just instead of calling an Uber, you just put your address in and it takes you home. But if you're sober, you can just drive home or whatever. Because I, you know, mm. I don't want my motorcycle to be self-driving. What's the fucking fun in that? That's the whole point of, of getting it is yeah. like I'm doing it and I'm having the fun. Right. If it's driving me, then like just wasted my money, you yeah. know? Doesn't, there's no thrill in that. Mm -hmm. And the same thing I, I probably with, with guys who, you know, put fucking $5,000 into souping up their car. It's like what's the fun and having this thing drive it for me. The whole point was for me to control this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I feel like that is the minority and will continue to be minority. And speaking as part of that minority. Speaking uh, as a minority. Yeah, speaking as a minority of this minority. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I speaking as a car guy, I, uh -huh. would, I would love to keep real-ass cars with combustion engines. Yeah. Um, real ass cars on the road. Yeah, and and just uh, I mean, especially manual cars. Like just you know, give give us the option to drive our own cars. Yeah, but that being said, I'm keenly aware I'm in the minority of people who feel that way. So, you know, I've come around to the idea of having an electric car. Yeah, I would. I'd take a Tesla. Yeah, I mean, if you told me, if you told me that if we all grabbed a self-driving tesla no one would ever die from a car accident ever again that's an easy decision for me to make yeah. i would not buy a tesla i feel like a lot of america would disagree <laughs> as we've i said i would not buy a tesla did you even catch that I oh said no I <laughs> oh no sorry i just assumed you were going to be a good guy i know that's why that's and it blanked out hey, man sometimes that's how you get them a misdirection they're not even ready for. Even the guy sitting next to you who's done 325 episodes so sometimes many. isn't ready for the misdirection. So many. So many. Rest God. in peace, Norm MacDonald. I don't even listen to you sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's really what yeah. it is.
Ah. My ass. <laughs> you doing okay there? Fucking ass was falling asleep. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. You weren't ready for the no, misdirection. No. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I would buy a Tesla in a heartbeat if you told me that nobody else would die. Yeah, but we're selfish as a society, so... Of course. You know, of course. We want freedom of choice. But I don't know. I mean, I... I think... No, let me not say that, because that's super naive <laughs> to even to even believe that. I would like to believe Everyone that Everyone will make the right choice eventually. Right. I'd like to believe that if you presented the majority of people with this information, that they would make the right choice. The thing is... I, I believe that I mean even if you even if you presented the this information to everyone, every driving person in the United States, and I don't know, seventy percent of us do it and the rest are like, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm a s I'm I'm careful, me and my fucking Dodge Ram, I'm careful, so I don't have to do that. That has to reduce the number of vehicular homicides or or not homicides, vehicular accidents and deaths. Yeah, that w- that would have to reduce that number by a significant amount, I right? Think so. Enough that it's like fine. You want to be a selfish prick? Then we all just get to stare at you on the road when you're fucking <laughs> and you're fucking <laughs> rolling coal. Yeah, we all just get to stare at you like your F two fifty. Fucking one of those guys, huh? Bastard. And then and then eventually. They'll kill themselves anyway because they're the only ones who are not driving self-driving cars. And then when they fucking, you know, they get drunk and then drive themselves into a ditch and like wrap themselves around a tree and they die. You know, it's like. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I was watching um, I was watching an old clip of I wanted, it was in a, some southern state, maybe Tennessee or something. Yeah. Um, when they instated the seatbelt law. In, yeah. a, in a specific town and it was a bunch of old guys that were saying you know i am literally going to drive around the city limits <laughs> to get back home because they're not going to tell me i gotta wear a seatbelt. that's crazy and this was real yeah it's real it's real it, i think it was like in the 60s or early 70s uh when they put the seatbelt law in um and uh, i mean yeah it's just guys saying like no, it's a it's a it's a freedom that I have to choose to not wear a seatbelt if I don't want to. That's crazy. So you're many people do that away. now, I guess. But and that's why it was published in the first place. Was like this happens every time something's mandated by the government yeah. in general. Like yeah. it's, it shouldn't be a surprise that anything mandated by the government is going to have a lot of scrutiny, whether it makes sense to scrutinize or not. I mean, if even if they even if they told me, like, all right, it's the law now, you have to wear a helmet to drive, I'd be like, well, that's the law, whatever. Like, it's some stuff. Because you're a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> there's some things where I'm like, all right, no, 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 no. There, you've gone too far now. But there's some things where it's like, this is for your safety. We, sure. We, you know, this is a law so that you don't die. Yeah. Putting a seatbelt on... I'm not even going to argue seatbelts. <laughs> it's just so it's so stupid to even have this discussion about yeah. like the benefits of seatbelts. But well, but that's the thing is like, if you think about it, a seatbelt is a personal choice, right? Right. It doesn't affect anyone but you in your car. Of, yes. Yes. So, in a way, you could make the argument: Why is the government reaching in and saying that I have to be safe? What if I don't want to be safe? And. No, you know, I, I I would agree with that. I don't think that 
I don't believe that we should be getting fined for not wearing a seatbelt because mm-hmm. I do believe it's a personal choice. Okay. Um, that is something that affects you. I think when people try to make those kind of comparisons when it comes to, say, vaccines, for instance, mm-hmm. that's not something that only affects you. Sure. Your choice to wear a seatbelt or to do drugs or to, you know, kill yourself or do anything to your own body. Well, do drugs or drink, but not drive. Yeah, keep is, it. Yeah, stay the, in, in the house. Yeah. You know, if you're Caveat in your own home, here. if you're in your own, own home and you stick three heroin needles in you, that's your choice. Sure. And I believe that. Yeah. I believe when it comes to, even when it comes to hard drugs, when it comes to any of that, it's like, look, if you want to do it, that's your business, sure. brother. I don't care. Right. I don't think that the government or local law enforcement should be able to kick your door in and say, you don't get to do these drugs. As right. long as you're doing them to yourself, once you start selling them, yeah. giving them away, doing them and then leaving your home and doing it, doing weird shit to people. Tossing all dirty of that, needles in the street. Yeah. All yeah. of that has to do with the rest of us. Yeah. So I think the 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 argument that people make when they're like, well, it's just like, blah, blah, blah. It's, like, it's not. Because you're out and about affecting other people, right? I think that's a, that's a big differentiator. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, honestly, I understand the fear of government overreach. You know, I, I get it. Whenever I mean, it, it's in human nature. Maybe not all of humans, but especially American, <laughs> uh, in in the character of the American individualist. Like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. So the second, even if it's for your own good, we don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, the, the world's end. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, the whole alien overreach thing of like, we're doing this to make you guys safer <laughs> and better. Like, yeah. you're going to be part of something so much bigger and it's good for you. Yeah. No, we <laughs> reject it. Yeah. We reject it because we'd rather kill ourselves and have our freedoms. I yeah, I think uh, I think Americans more so than almost any other culture in the world. Yeah, uh, values that kind of. I mean, it's ingrained in our American spirit. Yeah, and and I get it and I respect it. There's just some things that to me aren't worth the fight. Wearing a seatbelt to me is not worth the fight. Wearing a seatbelt sure. is like it's it's proven <clears throat> to keep you alive. Yeah. Well, it's it's I think. You know, we've talked about it doesn't affect anyone but the person who decides whether or not to wear it, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's put in place as a deterrent for somebody who would end up killing themselves. Yeah. You know, it's just just put in place to be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to get a ticket, so I'll wear it this time. Ooh, I get in an accident that time. That would have been fatal if I wasn't wearing it. Great. The law worked. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a general... Uh, betterment of society law yeah you know well and the thing is like it's 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 a hard i think it's a more it's a very complex conversation when you start to get into things like like civil rights for instance there had to be a point where the government stepped in and said you can't stop black people and white people from going to school together right we're not we're not going to stop this anymore we're going to have this happen we're going to send the national guard in to make sure these kids get to go to this school. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a law that had to have, that was government overreach, quote unquote, right. 
to to a lot of America. That was government overreach. Yeah. And so you you get to a point where and and you'll have somebody in 21, 2021 say, well, yeah, of course they had to do that. But you know, at the time, at the time, there was, you know, the majority of America who was going. No. Yeah. I don't know about that. We we got this. Everything is working out fine for us. Yeah. Why do they need to come to our schools? Right. They have their own schools. It's We've got fine. a good thing going yeah, here. It's okay. Great. Why do they need to step in and fuck everything up? Yeah. This is what they always do. Every fucking century they come in and they fuck things up. <laughs> Who were they? <laughs> the government. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is a there's a there's a place, there's a spot, there's a there's a moment where you have to acknowledge the fact that like some kind of government overreach is necessary. Sure. Now, how much and what it pertains to is a matter of debate. But yep. some things are like uh, you know, are are like with 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 uh uh gay people or queer people. Period. Mm-hmm. It's another thing of like how much of the government step in and stay and say uh look, you're just going to you're just going to give these people rights. We don't care if you like it or not. Sure. You're going to give these people rights. Yeah. You know, like when you hear stories about like, you know, the baker who didn't want to bake a cake for for a queer couple. And you're right. just like, should the government step in in that situation or should they just let those bakers bake whatever cake? So should you let the law of the land or should you let consumers vote with their wallets right. or so yeah. on and so forth? Let the market work itself out. Right. And as a government body, you can't step in and, and force someone to bake a cake for somebody no, else. No. But at what point do you go, well, you don't get to open this business in this area if you're not going to serve everyone, mm. right? That's the level of, of, of it, it's not this individual freedom. It's like, all right, you can start your own business, but we own this land. The government owns this plot of land. Yeah. You bought into this to make money here but you have to abide by our rules and at what point do their rules clash with your personal beliefs mm-hmm. yeah then it gets broken down in the state and local governments too right individually so uh, then the local government body says listen you're in the you're in the fucking uh you know Merriweather district and where you bought a plot of land to open your business we feel like Gay people deserve cake too. <laughs> so either you make the cake or you close shop. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. <sighs> Very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I just find it ironic that we're talking about um car safety and vehicles and stuff. And I'm wearing my uh my Dale shirt. Mm. Raise hell, praise Dale. Just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out to Spencer. I uh I didn't watch NASCAR growing up, but Dale Earnhardt was still my favorite. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was a fucking, you know. I don't know anything about Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that, you know, every time you talk to somebody who watches NASCAR, they're like, well, yeah, I mean, he was the MJ of, of NASCAR. He was the fucking yeah. man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, met a tragic end. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's cr- it's crazy to think about that this guy was so good in the – I don't want to say short amount of time that he was there because I mean fucking Earnhardt Jr. Oh yeah, was in his I don't know like early twenties when he started driving mm-hmm. before Dale Senior died. Yeah, I could have that wrong, but I believe Junior was already driving, or at least close to it. Mm-hmm. So 
Dale Senior was had a long a long career. Yeah. What's the what's the career? What's the longevity of a NASCAR driver? Like how I, long? I think they go a while. Cause right. I remember seeing like Jeff Gordon race forever and yeah. ever. And he ever. went on. Uh, he went until he started looking like Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And what's the one dude with the mustache and the sunglasses and the hat? Oh. Oh yeah. Uh. uh Richard Petty? Richard Petty. Richard Petty, yeah. yeah. He seemed... Dog, my only recollection of that dude is that he's super old. Yeah. He still is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wonder what the what the average retirement age is. Because, Mike, it's getting younger and younger for, you know, the quote-unquote traditional sports. J.J. Mm. Reddick just retired. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. J.J. Reddick just retired. That guy, he's still... I mean... I gotcha. I'm on the research board. Got it. You yeah. got it. I'm gonna say he's 38. 38. I was gonna say 38. I'll say I'll say 37. 37. Ah. Uh, mm. Yep. 37 old. is not that old to be like. I'm done. This this part <laughs> of my life is over. This yeah. career path has met its end. I wonder what he's going to do now. 30 I mean he he's got a podcast. Okay. Uh I mean he's good looking. Who he does probably it? do a, I know seriously. He can do he can do a lot. Do TV maybe. Yeah, he'll do he'll he'll be a commentator. I think he'll I mean he'll he'll commentate basketball until he's in his like 70s. Sure. Why not? Yeah. That's what everyone does, right? You retire yeah. and just if you're you have good TV presence, you get on there. Sometimes these guys don't even they don't even have good TV presence, but they're just they were so successful. Yeah. They like. Uh, all right. I'm just going to say that because we're talking about it now. Kendrick Perkins. I don't get why <laughs> Kendrick Perkins even has a career. OK, that's pretty rough. All right. Let me. All right. Let me backtrack. <laughs> I'm not going to give him a compliment in this backtrack. OK. I understand why he has a career as a commentator because he's so controversial. Uh -huh. And he'll just say whatever he wants or says like super controversial things. Did you pull him up? Yeah. Yeah. Look at his career numbers. Go to his wiki and look at his career numbers. Okay. As a championship center, he averaged for his career five points, five rebounds, mm -hmm. one assist. Yeah. As a career center. Yeah. If... Anybody else on this planet average those numbers, they would be a stepping stone mm -hmm. in 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 uh, the history of the NBA. Yeah. But instead, he w goes on his Twitter account and he says wild things about current NBA players. And then they gave him a job as a commentator on uh, ESPN and whatever else because he continues to say wild things about current NBA mm -hmm. players. That's it. Yeah, the only reason he has a career is because he had the balls. And I don't even really know if it takes balls to do this, but he had the balls to just shit on just, yeah, current just NBA guys. That's yeah. it. He, I would say, the only thing that he has is he doesn't want to make friends with these guys, so he mm. can just say whatever yep. he wants about them. Yep, it's the beard too. Yes, yes, yeah. the yeah, the I mean, the beard's pretty illustrious. Yeah, you got to give him that. You good. just have to. It's a good beard. But no, I mean, even I mean, while he was playing, we all hated Kendrick Perkins. Everybody <laughs> hated Kendrick Perkins. We looked at that Oklahoma team that he was on, and we were just like, 
Kendrick Perkins sucks. Why is he starting? It doesn't make any sense. They have Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, mm -hmm. and then you've got uh, James Harden coming off the bench. Why is Kendrick Perkins on that team? He's terrible. Fuck Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> and yet, he's made a career out yeah, of being that guy. Yet he endures. And so I just, yeah. Actually born the same year as J.J. Redick. There's no way him and J.J. Redick are the same age. He's actually <laughs> technically younger. He's 36 right now. That's crazy. Yeah, they're both he is only five years older than me? They're both born in 84. Dog, he looks like he's 56 mm -hmm. years old. He's only five years older than me. He really, really does. I mean, maybe it's the beard. I think the beard ages him a lot. That's insane. Yeah, he does. He looks he looks pretty old. He looks old. so old, and he's only five years older than you and I. This is the Kendrick Perkins roast hour. Ah, fuck him. I never <laughs> liked him as a player. I don't like his commentary. I don't like his opinions. I don't care. Okay. And Well, there goes the sponsorship. I'll just say this. I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of people who are going to come to fucking Kendrick Perkins' defense. There's one guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely one guy. There's one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, him and his burner account. That's yep. it. It's so two dislikes. Here we come. Perkins stands. <laughs> <laughs> the Perkins. <sighs> Sorry, we'll I brace just for it. I don't know where that came from. It's okay. I'm glad you got it out. I needed to. I needed to. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> get some Shoko semi. Mm -hmm. All right. We could technically just get the fuck out of here. What are you thinking? What do you think? Yeah, why not? Let's let's keep it in evergreen like we planned, right? That's how I feel. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's get I out while the getting's good. I think seatbelts is an evergreen Seatbelts is pretty evergreen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But we do still need to do our cheers of the week. Oh, we do. Yes. Ooh. I've got one if you need time. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I okay. need time. Uh, my cheers of the week is to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's a tremendous cheers of the week. Yes, I'm fresh to going to therapy. So uh, I just started. Uh, I'm, let's see, two weeks in, maybe three. Mm -hmm. Time flies when you're being analyzed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, you know, I talked today a lot about uh, my, my challenges uh, with frustrations and acceptance and all that stuff. And, I feel like a big deal of that was uh, handled by my work in therapy now. And I feel like it has been a big help. It's been something I've kind of pushed off for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. I think it's a you know tough guy thing because that's what I am. You're it's a big real, old tough real guy. Real big tough guy. Big tough guy. So I just want to let you guys know, even if you're a big old tough guy like me. Like him. Give therapy a shot. It's not scary. Well, it's a little scary. But it's okay. It's okay. You learn about yourself. You learn how to deal with things. You know, I'm still definitely a work in progress, but I already feel like even in this small time, I've learned a lot, and I'm uh, dealing with my anxiety a lot better, and it helps. So don't be afraid. 
go go uh go get some therapy that's all i'm saying you probably need it <laughs> uh everybody needs it yeah don't kid yourself into thinking that you don't need it. No, I, I genuinely think everyone needs it. Every adult, at least. Yeah, I'm not for joking. sure. I think, yeah, for sure. I think every every adult needs. I mean, everybody needs someone to talk to that is an objective source. Yeah, uh, we can only talk so much shit to each other. Right. For so long before it's like, I mean, neither one of us is. A professional so it's like right. i can give you all the advice in the world and vice versa but at the end of the day it's like there's only so much we you can yeah your friends and your family can do for you and there's there's a pressure with talking to friends and family that you know they don't want to hurt your feelings or they they right. feel the need to console you in a way or to take your side and right. the, you know a therapist cuts that completely away right so you have a completely objective view of your life and the things that you're struggling with yeah um so yeah it's definitely helpful definitely helpful that's good yeah we cheers norm last week we did mm -hmm. so that kind of took the place of uh okay i i, I got one it just kind of popped up and i feel like uh, i didn't get to talk i guess i may have talked about it on the show last week a little bit uh Big E. I don't think you did, did you? Okay, good. Maybe I didn't. Well, shout out. Uh, cheers of the week to uh, Big E Langston. Bam. Uh, professional wrestler and now current WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only the sixth or seventh african-american champion in the history of the company yeah and um not only that if you take away the champions who they gave the uh big gold belt to i mean i'm gonna get a little nerdy for a second okay go ahead so when the wwe bought wcw they took on uh, the world Heavyweight Championship, which was the WW, WCW Championship belt. Mm -hmm. It's the big gold belt, the iconic, big, massive uh, championship belt, right? That was the w, WCW Championship. When WWE bought it, they turned that into the World Heavyweight Championship. But WWE always considered WCW beneath them. Sure. So anything that they pulled from that company was beneath them. Mm -hmm. And so you can see it in the way that they treated WCW guys not named Chris Jericho. You could see it in the way that they uh, treated those championships. So the World Heavyweight Championship has always been, and you can let uh, n wrestling nerds argue however they want, but we all know as POC <laughs> wrestling fans, mm. we all know that the World Heavyweight Championship is a secondary title to the WWE Championship. It always has been, and it always will be. Yep. And you know why we know this? Because they merged those two belts, and guess what the current belt is called? 
the WWE Championship. It's mm. not called the World Heavyweight Title. It's called the WWE Championship yeah. because they merged that belt into the current cha- current championship so that they wouldn't have to deal with it anymore yep. because it's always been a secondary title. Mm-hmm. So if you take those runs, those reigns away, rather, you remove Farouk and you remove Mark and Mark Anthony, uh, Mark Henry, and if you really want to get technical, The Rock is in there, but kind of not really. <laughs> okay. I mean, because he's half black. Not to right. take anything away from him being, I mean, I'm half black, so like I don't want to take anything away from him. But there is that. That's why you're jealous. <laughs> you never got a belt. <laughs> I don't even, the belt that I have now is not even a good belt. <laughs> His lineage kind of helps him as sure. a uh, third generation superstar. But I won't take that away from him. He's in there. Yeah. The Rock is in there. But if we're really being for real, for real, it's pretty much just. Uh, you know, Coffee Kingston, mm-hmm. Big E, Bobby Lashley, and The Rock. Yeah. That's it. WWE's been going on for how long? Long time. And that's it. Yeah. So, uh, um, um, cheers to Big E finally getting the rub from the company. I think that they finally were like, well, what else are we going to do? Right. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and you just have to appreciate the fact that right now the current champion is the current champion of the other show is Roman Reigns, who's a person of color, and then you've got Big E, who's an African American, and then the guy that he took the belt from was another black guy, mm. Bobby Lashley. So you just have to appreciate that that's that's where we are finally right. with this company. It's taken far too long, and there's been. Far too many guys who deserve the belt. Oh, I'm sorry. Special shout out to uh, Booker T, who's a five-time world heavyweight champion. But again, like I said, it's a secondary title. It's a WCW championship. So shout out to WCW for like throwing the belt (laughs) on black dudes when nobody else was. (laughs) I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. My cheers, not nearly as important or referential as your cheers. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it away from Big E. No, I don't want to take anything away from Big E, but I do want to big up um, your cheers because it's it's far more important. Than it, I mean, it really is. Um, it's something that, that, you know, should be stressed that like that, that if you're going through, even if you're not going through something, even if you feel like everything is fine, yeah, you still need to talk to somebody. Sure. You know, yeah. no, I, I, I after now finally taking the plunge, I can fully I can fully see how it can be beneficial to anybody. Yeah, anybody. It's not it's not a load of crock. I assumed it was this, you know, high minded, you know, wishy washy. Oh, you're going to have to meditate or something, you know, like or or them just saying, like, have you tried some deep breathing? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not it's some of that, but it's not all that like you, you really there is something to it. You yeah. really do get some insights. And, you know, I think it it's very important, very important. Even if you don't think you need it, even if you think you're too tough for it, even if you, you know, you have an aversion to it. I'd say just give it a shot. Yeah. Chances are you can find somebody that's covered with your insurance. I didn't. So I'm spending a lot of money. But it's worth investing in yourself. Yeah. So you're not a tough guy. You're not a tough guy. You're not that tough. None of us are tough. You're not tougher than this guy, okay? This guy called your brain. That's damn right. He's tougher. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, he's like, the real champ. It's the real champion. You'll always just be a contender. Mm-hmm. You'll never be the champ, and that's okay. It's okay. To it's be. okay. You can you can be the number one contender for the rest of your life. It's, it's about acceptance. <laughs> it's about acceptance. It's what the title of this episode is going to be. Acceptance. <laughs> it's about acceptance. It's about acceptance. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, you think we got it? I know we got it. We have to review these beers first, though. Damn right. That's exactly what we have to do. So, Obi, please tell us what you thought of the Shokos Keller beer from uh, Red Light, uh, Red Light. I uh, Redux. Redu- yeah, Redux. One year removed. Uh, Remix. It's it's delicious. It's, it is absolutely delicious, as I said in my first review. Um, very well-balanced. Malty and sweet without being over the top and not giving you that that like overly overly sugary aftertaste that I I really dislike. Um, real easy drinker. I'm gonna give it what I it deserved in the first place. I'm gonna give it a five. It's um. You know what? No, five and a half. <laughs> five and a half. I'm gonna give it a five and a half because I just thought and I realized I I can't really think of a way that it could have improved in what it was doing. Yeah. Um. For the most part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very evenly balanced. Uh. You know. Uh. Safe ABV, <laughs> so you're not off your ass. Yeah. Five point uh, eight. Yeah, but <clears throat> sweet, smooth, tasty. Nice. Uh. You know what? Uh, I'm. I'll also give it a five and a half. I mean, I, I teeter on a six. I mm-hmm. teeter on a perfect score. Yeah. I just. I don't know. Is it weird to just give it another perfect? Just have another perfect score. Would I give a perfect score to the? Give a perfect score to something recently. We both did, didn't we? Did we? I did thought, we both? I thought we agreed for a six. Uh, maybe like three episodes ago. I. It was definitely very recently. Yeah. That's how yeah. memorable. That's <laughs> how often we do this. <laughs> um. I'm just I'm uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna give it. A, I'm doing it. Okay. I'm doing it. All right. That's two sixes. Okay. It's the year <laughs> of the sixes. I'm six, doing six, it. Six. I think maybe I'm. Uh, I want to be a little more lenient with my score, but also I mean less than that. I think we gave the dome a six. Yeah, the cold IPA from mm-hmm. side 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 uh, sideward. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think that. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's like you said. I don't know what they could have done to uh, improve this. I, I mm-hmm. think that, uh, I mean, my initial score was maybe, well, first of all, it was from a bottle, so it was bottle conditioned. Sure. Um, so that kind of changes the profile of it. And also, I mean, I just, I got to, obviously working there, I get to drink it a little bit more, and I get to, like, really just kind of. Appreciate it. Yeah, just, I, I drink it, and I get to s- just kind of sit with it more. And I'm like, and I think that maybe that might change our score of a lot of beers. Yeah. If we had it, if we had a moment to like, not only just sit with the beer, but you know, if say we were, if if say somebody from the brewery were, I don't know, educating us on like what we should be appreciating about the beer. Mm. I mean, the way that we review these things is is very just like, uh. <clears throat> Casual beer drinking, kind of like drinkability. Yeah. Uh, 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 is it as good as advertised? Not even as good as advertised, but is it what it is as mm-hmm. advertised? The presentation, the color, the scent, all of that stuff kind of goes into it. Uh, 
I think that it would help to have somebody there kind of explaining it to you. But at the same time, you could have, you know, the guy who put his fucking foot in the beer itself mm-hmm. explaining it to you. And if it still sucks, it sure. sucks. It's like it is what yeah. it is. It needs to stand on its own merits, but you can get a, a more of an appreciation if you understand what goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with this, I just can't find anything that would dock the score from its taste to its, you know, sound, smell, its color, its yeah. presentation, its everything. Mm-hmm. Just think it's just it's just a perfect lager. Yep. I just think it's a perfect lager. So I'm going to give it a six. All right. So a six for me and a 5.5 for you, good sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we can get out of here, right? Yep. Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer and Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa. For Adam Obesius. How do we get Top of the morning. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs> yeah.